welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast filled with people, places, resources, and ideas from WCSU and dedicated to helping you be a successful student. I am your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we have a topic that when you read the title, you probably thought had nothing to do with you because you have no idea what it's talking about. Well, that's why I'm listening in. Exactly. I hope you went on to read the description before you tuned in because this topic does hit almost all of us here at WCSU in some really big ways, especially if you're a student. So here to talk with us all about it is Dr. Paul M. Simon, who is the Director of Campus and Student Centers and Auxiliary Services. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm going to dive right in. What is Auxiliary Services? Because nobody knows what it means or what it is. Oh, well, that's why I am listening in. <laughs> uh, auxiliary Services are traditionally those services that the university contracts to experts to run for them. So, for example, a university does not want to be in the food service business. They could never get the buying power or, you know, all the issues associated with that. So they'll contract that out to a provider. Uh, Many schools, depending on the size, don't want to do bookstores either. So that's also a contracted service, our shuttle, our vending, what we call our pouring rights. Uh, as you know, we're currently a Pepsi-exclusive campus, yeah. so that's an auxiliary service. <laughs> uh, our early learning center is contracted out. Uh, and then we've expanded it a little more to include some services that the university provides. For example, testing, which I know you did a beautiful mm-hmm. podcast on recently. <laughs> uh, and our box office services. And that is the general concept of uh, auxiliary services. So it does really touch almost everybody Mm -hmm. on the campus. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of thought maybe we could just kind of take our way through some of these. Well, most of them I think I I hit. And if we miss some, you'll correct me and we'll get to it. So um, let's start off because we're talking to students with one that impacts them, um, which is the bookstore. So who runs the bookstore and what important things do students need to know about that? Okay. Our bookstore is currently operated by a company called Follett. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's really basically two players left on the college market, and that's Follett and Barnes & Noble. Um, It's important for students to realize that they are the official source for campus books, Mm -hmm. and they price match. Obviously, competition being what it is, you know, students will say to me, but I can certainly buy it less expensive on Amazon. And, you know, something in some cases, you're right. Absolutely. However, the bookstore pays commissions to the university, which then those funds go into our scholarship program. So it's a win for the university and for students getting the scholarships. So by price matching, they will say, "Okay, if you can get it from Amazon at this price, we will charge you the same price. So that's a double win. We The university gets the commission and the students gets the same price. Um, additionally, if there's issues with the book, a professor changes at mm-hmm. the last minute or, or if a professor decides, hey, I don't want to use this book anymore, a new edition just came out, our bookstore will honor those returns easily, sim- simply. They just yeah. take it to the store. They don't have to you know, ship it back right. and fight. 
the other thing, as an adjunct professor myself here, I've noticed students who will come to me in class and say, but this is the book I bought at XYZ.com. Uh, it says international edition, or they sent me the wrong edition. Um, what can I do? And I would say, you should have bought at our, our yeah. bookstore. <laughs> There's not much I can do at that point. So you're guaranteed everything is correct with our bookstore. Um, I know that unlike in the days when I was in school in the dark ages, um, you can rent books now. Does the bookstore rent books? Oh, absolutely. And we price match rentals also. Uh, so it's not only rent, but we also have digital books, Mary Beth. Oh, I know my we've gosh. gone further. So you can rent both used and new, and you have digital books, which a lot of students like. Yeah. You know, I'm a, for my own personal reading, give me my Kindle any day. Yeah. But for textbooks, I always prefer them, uh, you know, in print. Yeah. But again, each individual student is, has their own di different interests and mm -hmm. needs, and that's why we provide all those services. I do have to just clarify one thing on price match. They price match uh, skew to skew, and they cannot be peer to peer. In other what words, does that mean? A peer to peer is <laughs> sort of like getting a notice on a bulletin board. I'm selling these books. Oh, okay. Buying it from one person to another. Right. So companies like Craig mm -hmm. is a peer to peer. Uh, they are basically electronic posting board. Yeah. Uh, even on Amazon, you have to be careful who it's fulfilled by. 90%, if not 95% of all textbooks are fulfilled by Amazon. But every now and then you can find what's not fulfilled by Amazon, and those will not be price matched. But it's simple to price match. You just print it out or show it on your phone, and the bookstore will price match it. Easy, simple. Yeah, and that's that's really nice if you're trying to get the book fast. I mean, Amazon now sends things. You can get them you know, delivered in your car or into your house in a, an hour in some locations, but it's still, it's there. You can make sure that you've got the thing that the professor ordered, that you're not uh, picking up some Spanish edition of it or something. Mm -hmm. So, and, and also we offer a bookstore scholarship program through our bookstore as part of their contract. They provide monies that we can dole out to students who need assistance in renting textbooks, mm -hmm. okay? You can only get them through the bookstore. And this is my little comment to the faculty, hopefully, are listening yeah. also. Make sure you send your information to the bookstore. I've had students who have very great need financially. Mm -hmm. They'll come to me and want to get a textbook, and I'll notice that it wasn't listed on the bookstore right. website, and I'll look at the syllabus, and the, the faculty say right on the syllabus, buy it at Amazon. It's less mm -hmm. money. Well, these faculty members are not helping the student in yeah. any way, shape, or form, or helping their own university, again, because of the commissions that right. go into our scholarship program. So my little request to the faculty is also send your book orders to the bookstore. Mm -hmm. You're not helping anybody by not doing that. I was going to say, and, and if there's a price-matching thing, it it makes sense to do that. So, um, but certainly for those students who are in need, if the only place they can get that scholarship is through our bookstore, which is a great little secret hidden um, 
service that we have. I don't think it's a secret anymore. Well, not. You have thousands of listeners, I was told. That's that's the goal. So (laughs) Um, let's move on and talk a little bit about dining services, the other thing that impacts many of us who live and work on campus. So um, we have Sodexo as our dining partner. Yes. Partners. Um, Mm -hmm. So can you talk about dining services on campus and what's available? Sure. Well, we have on our Midtown campus, our student center restaurant, our Einstein bakery within uh, the Haas library, and we have the micro market in the uh, student center, Colonial Corner. On West Side, we have the marketplace in the campus center, mm-hmm. and we have the Daily Grind also in the campus center. We offer quite a number of different meal plans. Mm-hmm. There are some defaults based on where people are living if they're resident students, but there are buy-up options. And it's interesting, a lot of students in Penny and Grasso realize, I don't want to cook every day. Yeah, (laughs) thanks for the fancy kitchen. I don't have time and shop and all that, and have upgraded uh, to a a more inclusive meal Mm -hmm. plan. Um, The best deal on campus is always the Student Center restaurant. It's an all-you-can-eat, as much as you want, uh, and we offer a buffet. We offer a uh, a stir-fry station, which has been, at student request, made omelets, I think, until 1.30 or 2 o'clock. Oh, wow. We have salad bars, uh, you know, sandwiches, mm-hmm. grills. Uh, starting this spring, I'm happy to announce, I just actually approved it yesterday. Okay. Uh, yesterday being the day we taped this, yes. not yesterday <laughs> from the day you're listening. Uh, we will now have a plant power station at the student center restaurant plant p-l-a-n-t correct which would be more vegan vegetarian options which students have really asked for Mm -hmm. and we're going to roll that out slowly and hopefully it will pick up as students are looking for more nutritious options uh we have constantly enhancing the salad bar on midtown so Mm -hmm. we're very excited about what we've been doing there we are also uh Effective of mid-November, we made meal plans available in the micro market. So students who just want to grab and go or mm-hmm. sit downstairs in the beautifully refurbished Colonial Corner, <laughs> they can. Na- Why are you laughing? It's beautiful. I know. I've oh, okay. heard great things about it. I haven't been able to see it yet, but well, maybe I, we should give you a tour. Exactly. Uh, we. Now I lost my thought. So anyway, um, meal plans in the thank micro you. Micro market is now available for meal plans. And you know, just speaking of meal plans, there are meal plans that are available to commuter students and to faculty Absolutely. and staff. So you don't have to live on campus no, to have and, a meal plan. And we know a, n- a number of commuter students who are here, either being athletes or involved in student organizations. Or just people who hate cooking um, saying, yeah, I want to buy a meal plan. And those are year-long versus Mm -hmm. semester. And they basically start at just about 15 or 16 meals. And they can keep buying. We also have all flex plans. So that gives you the ability to do a savings on uh, flex (laughs) options. Uh, Just to continue meal plans on West Side, we're uh, always making changes this in this fall of 2018, we um, added Chuck's Wagon, which is, changes every two weeks. And 
uh, student feedback on some of the choices have been excellent and some of them said, how could you have even thought of this? And <laughs> obviously, uh, we're working with our partners at Sodexo to constantly change the offerings mm -hmm. based on what students need. And we encourage students to get involved and let us know what they would like. Uh, the expansion of the seating area, which seems to have been taking forever on the west side, uh, we should be good to go by spring of 2019. Yeah, I've seen progress. Yes. So. <laughs> the painters are coming soon. Yay. Actually, they're coming tomorrow, but tomorrow means nothing. When exactly. It will, oh, that's right. This won't air until this the spring is, semester. Yeah, this is airing in early February. Oh, I so I hope so. you're all happy with it. We're, we're <laughs> recording this at the end of November, so it's not done yet, but... When you are listening to this, you're going to email me and say how beautiful it looks because I know you will be excited. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Um, and just a thing for commuter students, if you're interested in a meal plan, you can purchase those at the cashier's Absolutely. office. Mm -hmm. So um, let me talk a little, well, ask you to talk a little bit about the campus shuttle. Okay, the campus shuttle is just what it says. It is a shuttle service to get our students, faculty, staff, whoever, um, back and forth between the two campuses. We run 645 to 1245 Monday through Friday and 9 to 1230 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. We currently run four buses between uh, six, well, 6.45 and 7 till 6.30, and then we run two buses. So basically we're every 15 minutes during the day and in the evening we're every half hour. On weekends we're, we're every 45 minutes because we stop at the Danbury Mall on Fridays and Saturdays oh, okay. to accommodate students who work there, mm -hmm. shop there, or whatever they want to do at the mall. Um, we uh, also... Go ahead. We also will make stops at uh, the Metro North Station in Danbury or at Kennedy Place train st uh, bus station okay. upon request. And our website, you can just tell the driver you want to get off at one of those mm -hmm. stops. And uh, when you want to be picked up, our website has the phone number to call. Oh, great. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, because this is going to air in the winter, is just what happens with the bus when classes are delayed or canceled early or canceled altogether. Okay, well, that's all on our website at wcsu.edu slash shuttle. But the general policy is if classes are canceled, shuttle do does not operate. Mm -hmm. If classes close end early, mm -hmm. the shuttle will run an hour and a half after classes. So, so classes... For Oh, I was just going to jump in. If classes so, are over at 4. The shuttle <laughs> will run till 5.30, which means the last pickup is at... I like at, to hear myself, sorry. Obviously, <laughs> at 5 p.m., because it does take a half right. hour to get to the other campus. When classes start late, it starts an hour early. So if classes are starting at 10, the shuttle starts at 9 a.m. See how I kept myself from jumping in there. <laughs> I, I what the what our audience can't see is watching you tangle your microphone, your headset cord because you're so upset that you can't speak. Ooh, I know it's really it's upsetting to me. So, um, are there other things that you want people to know about the shuttle? Well, I'm sorry and disappointed that we got rid of the um, GPS app. That was not my decision to get rid of it. However. I anticipated coming back for the fall of 
19. Okay. So we're very excited. Um, uh, that's all I can say right now. We're very okay. excited about that. All right. Um, you mentioned that vending is one of the areas that's covered in this. So could you talk a little bit about campus vending? Yeah, that's the vending machines, the snack machines. I mean, there's nothing major exciting about that. But we're always working with the vendor to ensure that we accept the West Connect card, cash, Apple Pay, and credit cards. Uh, and then that's just the snack machines. For the beverage machines, we do have currently an exclusive with Pepsi. And stop your editorial comments. <laughs> I thought that was rather sedate for me. So. Well, uh, the Pepsi contract is for all Pepsi, well, sodas, carbonated beverages, and water served on campus. So it includes the food service bookstore, the information desks, as well as um, the vending machines. So the Pepsi vending machines are separate from... The other, I can tell you that we are out for public bid right now, uh, and we will announce who the bidder will be for the next five. Who the successful company will be for the next five years, probably around March or April. And could you just explain a little bit about because I asked this when we first went to the exclusive pouring rights. What's the what's the benefit? Because there is a benefit to the school. Lots for of that, money. So. Okay. Lots of money. Uh, they give the university um, – I don't have the numbers off the top of my right. head, but uh, thousands of dollars to be the exclusive. So um, so a it, lot of schools do this. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, I'm, a, I'm an avowed Coke person, so it was a, a big change for me. And you, you recall more than anyone else probably the, the you know, tragedy and – agitation I had about it, but it is it is done because it does give the university benefit, particularly financially oh, for that. So. Ab absolutely. And yeah. there's always those people who are devout Coke, devout Pepsi. Yeah. Then you'll have the ones, well, I want Coke, but I want Tropicana. I don't like Minute Maid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Tropicana is Pepsi, yeah. Minute Maid is, is Coke. So at the end of the day, quality of service... Mm -hmm. Uh, quality of product and finances are of consideration. Yeah. But we would never bring a product on campus that did not meet the quality and service requirements right. that we need. Yeah. So uh, as I said, we are out for bid right now for that. Yeah. And as a side note, we're also out for bid for shuttle services. Mm -hmm. So again, we probably won't announce who the new company is until March or April. But uh, whoever it is will have the GPS back yeah. on it. Uh, vending is also out for bid. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're pretty busy. Come. I was going to say that's one of the things you get into a loop and a pattern of right. it. So it all comes around. Yeah. The um, other services we offer are laundry services. Well, it, I wanted before we go okay. on to that, because that was my next question. Okay. But I did want to say, because it comes up, if people lose money in vending machines, how do they get their money back? Well, if they don't rip the signs off that my staff yeah. puts on the machines, uh, if it's through West Connect, they need to contact West Connect. If it's cash, they just go to either information desk, fill out a form, and we give them back the money. And by information desk, you mean the student and campus center information desks as we Correct. have info desks. Absolutely, the, our two information in desks, and we're happy to give back the money. All right, so I wanted to talk 
quickly about laundry and box office so we make sure that we cover those. Could you talk a little bit about those? Sure. Laundry in conjunction with our partners in housing and residence life. Obviously, we provide laundry machines in each of the residence halls, and we do have a contract with a company called Automated Laundry. Uh, there are some new exciting things on the horizon. We just met with them uh, to look at some new options we want to put in. Uh, there is an app that a lot of students this year didn't know about, so hopefully you'll see all the signage. Uh, when you listen to this, you'll know it's there because, <laughs> matter of fact, the day we're recording this— You just sent us an email automated, saying it was coming, I just so. notified housing yesterday um, that today, the day of recording this, Automated Laundry is putting up all the signs. And these, these are great. Uh, I know when I was a college student, uh, if you didn't sit in the laundry room— mm -hmm. The minute your wash was done, somebody would rip it out of the machine and not put it on the tables provided, but throw it on the floor and put their clothes in the machine. This has an app that will notify you five, ten minutes prior, hey, your wash is almost done. If you realize you hit hot water and want to change it to cold, you can do that on the app. Uh you it, the only thing you can't do is put the clothes in the machine for you yeah. fold them and iron them but yeah, either than that work on that part right and then there's even new exciting things coming on board and we remind students that using the west connect putting money on that is a lot less expensive to run your laundry than coins mm -hmm. we're one of the few sites still using coins and the company is now working with me at this point with a proposal that we will bring to our partners in housing to actually go totally coinless and accept debit and credit cards. Mm -hmm. uh, coins are just Difficult. expensive to handle, yep. very definitely. Yeah. So as more and more stores are going uh, paperless and coinless, yep. our, our uh, vending machines and laundry have to do the same. Right. And then... Um, we have a website that talks just about testing services. Oh, we didn't get to talk about box office. Can we talk about that quickly? Um, box office is just any student events, um, trips, whatever being held on campus, except for the School of Visual and Performing Arts um, at the present time. Our box office handles all that. So if you ever want to know what's on sale, just swing by one of the information desks and we can tell you. We do have a website, but the website does not currently list events that are only open to students. Okay. We hopefully are working with our partners at our IT department to try to look at some validation where we can start having students buy online also. But it's a major pro project that is not on anyone's priority list right <laughs> now. Hopefully, if somebody in a power position is listening to this, <laughs> they can try to move it up in the IT uh, structure. And last, I don't want to fail because I know it's dear to both of our mm -hmm. hearts. It is our early learning center. Absolutely. Which is open to three- and four-year-olds, mm -hmm. operated by Ed Advance. Uh, and we recently changed the name from Child Care Center to Early Learning Center right. because of the amount of education that takes place. It's a phenomenal uh academic program for the children. It's also a lab for various students, not only education majors, mm -hmm. but art majors go there to work with them, HPX majors, theater majors. Mm -hmm. 
English majors reading to them. So there's a lot of advantages for everyone having the Early Learning Center, and it's open to our students and our faculty staff, our contracted partners in auxiliary services, and some of the greater Danbury community mm -hmm. if we still have space available. Yeah, and it's an accredited center. It's oh, absolutely. A, it has the highest um, early learning center accreditation. NAASC, mm -hmm. NIASC, something like that. NACE, I NACE. think. NACE. Um, and I'd encourage you to go to our, their website and really see the phenomenal work we do. Yeah. And we, and I say we only because mm -hmm. Mary Beth and I are both on the child care board. Right. Uh, also, we double dip a lot around here. <laughs> we do fundraisers to for a scholarship program to help our students who have children in the center to underwrite their tuition costs because we want to make sure nothing interferes with our students completing their education right. and that they can get reasonable child care for their children. Right. And just as an aside to that, because I just did some figuring, we had our fall fundraiser not too long ago, thanks to all who came and donated for that. But um, over the 21 years that the Child Care Center and Early Learning Center has been in existence, we have given out $76,000 worth of grants to WCSU students. So we're very proud of being able to do that and the work we've done to raise funds. If you would like to donate, please feel free to contact me about that. Um, but it's it's None of that just, could have... I'm sorry, none of that could have happened without the support of our university Absolutely. community. Absolutely, this university community has been wonderful for and that. We work with each other with our fundraisers. Our fall fundraiser was actually tickets to see uh, Wild Party, which our theater department was doing, and we had a cocktail hour before that. We'll be doing it again in the spring semester. We're not sure which show we're, yeah. we're going to pick yet. But the key is there's a symbiotic relationship among all the areas mm -hmm. of the university. So we want to do a fundraiser for our early learning center that also helps highlight the excellent work of, our, of both of our musicians and our actors within our theater program. It's a win for everybody. Absolutely. Well, I know that we've, you know, just overwhelmed people with the amount of things that fall under this auxiliary services, but they're really important things. So I hope that, that if you listened in, you learned something and that you might tell your friends to listen in so they can hear a little bit more about all the things that go on here. If we didn't answer any of your questions or if you have others that came up, um, Feel free to email me at Simon P, S as in Sam, I-M-O-N-P at WCSU.edu. Our goal in auxiliary services is to provide what you need. And they're very good at that. So um, if you have, like I said, other questions about, you know, other topics, things, suggestions that you want to hear, you can email me at griffinm at WCSU.edu. Um, and thanks for tuning in to Gab and Grow today. We hope you'll tune in again and hear a whole lot more about things that will help make your time and your student experience here excellent. Thanks, and see you soon. Bye-bye now.